This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. There were at least 159 Cortez Island residents living in unsheltered or at risk conditions when they responded to a housing needs survey last spring. There was a smaller response on Quadra and the outer islands, so only 69 were identified. These are both low numbers. At one point during our interview, Emma Wallace, who oversaw this project, suggested the actual numbers for Cortez might be 10% higher. So I'm going to guesstimate about 175 people in a population of about 1,100. I do not believe there's enough data to make a serious guesstimate on Quadra or the other islands. Wallace is employed by the Rural Development Network, which was commissioned to do the study by the Campbell River and District Coalition to End Homelessness and the Urban Indigenous Housing and Wellness Coalition. In today's program, she gives a statistical sketch of the unsheltered and at-risk population. Some may find this a little dry, but Wallace scatters nuggets of insight throughout. One of the things we do is we break down demographics of all of our survey respondents. So we ask them a series of questions that helps us identify who they are and what their experiences might be and how their experiences affect their housing. And so we identified in Cortez, that the majority of folks are born in Canada. 66 respondents were born in Canada, whereas 11 immigrated to Canada. We identified 58 folks who are white and two who are a visible minority. We were also able to determine that 10 folks in Cortez are Indigenous. In the survey, it states that two of the four Indigenous respondents were living in the Clahoos village. The ancestry of the other two is not specified. Someone stated they were of other Indigenous origins. Four said Métis, and one wrote Inuit. Based on the demographics of survey respondents, we're actually able to determine that Indigenous respondents are five times more likely to be housing unstable than their non-Indigenous counterparts. In Cortez Island, 12 respondents, seven of which are unstable, have always lived on Cortez Island. Of the unstable group who weren't born in Cortez or on Cortez, 24 moved to the island to look for work or because they accepted a job offer. 12 followed family, 10 moved to look for housing. Six people live in the community seasonally, so they come for seasonal work terms. Um, what I find most interesting is that 47 people moved to Cortez Island for the lifestyle and the community that it offers. I say this is surprising, not because I don't think anyone would move there for the lifestyle, but because we've never seen that before. That's never been one of our top five reasons people move to a community in any of the surveys we've done before. What that tells me is that Cortez, Quadra, generally the Strathcona Regional District is doing a really great job at welcoming folks into their community, making it a really desirable place to be. There's quite a spread of educational backgrounds among the unstable respondents. 6% have some, but not all, of their high school education. 12 have either a high school diploma or their GED. 5% have an apprenticeship trade certificate diploma. 19% have a college certificate. 31% have a bachelor's degree. And then 6% have some sort of graduate degree, whether that's like a master's, a PhD, or like a medical degree. What's maybe really interesting, to, at least to me, is that in Cortez, 75% of unstable respondents indicated that they were employed. And this is really interesting 
when you look at the fact that 71% of those folks reported an annual income of less than $30,000 a year. If this many people are employed, how are we still struggling with income? And so that really begs the question around what does a living wage look like? If I pop us over to Quadra, some similar results. 21 respondents are born in Canada, nine immigrated to Canada. One who responded to the survey, stable or unstable in Quadra, identified as white, no visible minorities, took part in the survey. Three people identified as indigenous in Quadra. Nine respondents, seven of which are unstable, have always lived in the community. Of the folks who were not born in Quadra or the Outer Islands, again, 10 moved to look for work because they accepted a job offer. Six followed family, 11 moved for housing. And again, many respondents moved for the lifestyle that the community offered and or to care for aging family members to manage their substance use and because they couldn't afford to live where they were currently living. When we look at kind of education, um, very similar breakdown across levels of education. 3% reported having no formal education, 3 as having some grade school, 10% having high school diploma, around 20% having some post-secondary, 27% having a bachelor's degree, and 7% having a graduate degree. In terms of employment, less folks were employed in Quadra than Cortez. So 33% of unstable respondents indicated that they were employed, and 57% indicated that they were unemployed. Some of the folks that were unemployed noted that they were unemployed because they were either retired, they were unable to work because of a medical condition, or because of a physical disability. If I flop back to Cortez, if we look at the gender and sexual orientation of unstable respondents, the majority of respondents were female, 50 survey respondents were female, 18 were male, and then five that is non-binary. In terms of sexual orientation, the folks identified as straight, 52 as straight, one as gay or lesbian, seven as bisexual, pansexual, two as asexual, and then two as queer. And so looking, majority of folks responding to the survey are female, majority of folks responding to the survey are straight. Respondents who identified as women are 2.6 times more likely to be housing unstable than male respondents. Let's look at what services we can provide to support them to be stable. In terms of age breakdowns, 60 people responded to the survey were between 26 and 65. That's most of survey respondents. We saw 12 folks over the age of 65 respond who were unstable, and then five folks who were between 18 and 25. So no one under the age of 18 filled out the survey in, in Cortez. If I flop over to Audra, very similar, 23 respondents as female, only five as male, and then one as non-binary in terms of sexual orientation. People identified as straight, one as gay or lesbian, and one as bisexual, and five as bisexual or pansexual. So again, we're really skewing towards women answering the survey, and most of those folks are straight. We also were able to identify that women and non-binary folks are 4.6 times more likely to be unstable than men. In terms of age, we had one person between the ages of 18 and 25, six between 26 and 45, um, between 46 and 
65, and then eight people over the age of 65 answered the survey. So 65% of unstable respondents in Quadra and the Outer Islands are 46 or older. So a bit of an older age uh, range in Quadra who are answering the survey than in Cortez. What are the top five reasons for people being in unstable situations? I've broken this down three ways because there's slight differences throughout. I've broken it down as the top five reasons in Cortez, top five reasons in Quadra and the Outer Islands, and then the overall top five reasons for the entire Strathcona Regional District. So if I look at Cortez, we were able to identify that the top five reasons um, for housing instability were low wages, mental and physical health concerns, the inability to afford rent or mortgage payments, people were living in housing that needs major repairs, so they don't have windows, they don't have heat, maybe there's water or mold damage, there's a leaky roof, and their house is only available to them seasonally. So they're struggling to find housing year-round. In Quadra, the top five reasons are, number one, physical or mental health concerns, and number two, inability to afford rent or mortgage payments, number three, low wages, number four, housing in need of major repairs. So again, maybe they don't have windows, they have a leaky roof, et cetera. Number five is actually um, domestic or family violence, abuse, and or rejection. So really unstable households in that sense. If we look at the overall reasons for instability in Strathcona Regional District more broadly, the number one reason is actually inability to afford rent or mortgage payments. And then it looks like low wages, housing in need of major repairs. People are seeing an increase in rent prices over the past couple of years that is making it quite difficult to pay their rent. And then illness or medical condition. I think this is really interesting to break it down in these ways by three areas, because we can see, for example, in Cortez, one of the reasons is people can't find housing year-round. So seasonal housing is very much an, an issue in Cortez. In contrast, in Quadra, many more folks are experiencing domestic or family violence and abuse, and that's really becoming challenging for folks to keep stable housing. And when we look at the overall picture, we can see that the top three reasons for instability are income-related. People are not able to afford their rent or their mortgage. They're not feeling like they are receiving enough salary to pay for that rent or mortgage. They can't pay for repairs in their house. When we look at the bigger picture in terms of recommendations and what we need to do, we take all of these into account and provide some recommendations. We also hope is that each community can look at their top five reasons for instability and address those more specifically. In Cortez Island, there were definitely some respondents who were lacking basic amenities. 25 respondents were missing indoor plumbing or bathing facilities. 27 respondents were missing sufficient or affordable heating. And then nine respondents were lacking safe drinking water. If I look at our quadra numbers, we saw 50% of respondents without heating, 10% without electricity, and then 6% without access to safe drinking water. What's interesting is that in Quadra, plumbing is actually not a concern for residents. Instead, residents are missing electricity. These are definitely not great numbers. We don't want to see anyone missing basic amenities. That being said, I really do think it's important to say that this is common across rural communities in Canada. The Canadian national definitions of homelessness 
identify what a livable condition is versus an unlivable condition. And if you are missing any of these amenities, you are considered living in an unlivable condition, which puts you in the category of housing unstable or homelessness. What we find really interesting is that some folks responded as being stable, but when we look at it and they're missing either electricity, they don't have heating, maybe they don't have plumbing, while they think they might be stable, according to national definitions, they're actually considered unstable. It's a quite an interesting measure to help us identify who's experiencing homelessness and who isn't. You've been listening to the third in a series of programs about the unsheltered and at-risk populations of Cortez and Quadra Islands. In the final episode, Linda Bernicki, Director of Rural Health and Wellness at the Rural Housing Network, will join Wallace as we discuss solutions. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>